0: Hello everyone and welcome to Lockdown Flames. The Battle of Alberta continues tomorrow night and just what do the Flames need to do in order to beat the team that is currently lost 7 straight and of course it's Friday you know we're doing the winners and losers of the week coming up today on Lockdown Flames. <laughs> locked on flames your daily podcast on the calgary flames part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hello everyone i'm your host jess Belmasto of the metropolitan riveters public relations team i've been covering the nhl for a few years now how are you today happy friday Thanks for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, and uh, it's free, and YouTube as well, if you're watching on YouTube. Hi, hello. I noticed we've had a little bit of an uptick in subscribers lately. Thank you for subscribing. As you know, it is free. If you're like me, free is for me. Today, we have our flame of the day, which is Ocean Driftwood by uh, Bath & Body Works, because It is negative uh, five degrees out right now. And I'm trying to... I wish I was at the beach somewhere warm. (laughs) So the Oilers got beat up on by the Florida Panthers and will probably want to settle the score against Calgary tomorrow night. Oh, boy. There were more than jerseys on the ice last night in Edmonton, and it was bad. It was just brutal <laughs> jerseys were on the ice, like trash was on the ice, I'm pretty sure beer cans like they wanted nothing to do with their team after that six to nothing loss against Florida panthers <laughs> uh you know i I don't even know i I can't feel bad for Edmonton because this is a Bed that they made themselves and this is something you're just gonna have to lie in unfortunately but uh unfortunately for Edmonton everyone else can relish in this but these two teams have not met since October I thought that it was an exhibition game but it was not apparently <laughs> they played on October 16th and the Oilers beat the Flames 5-3 to three. it was the first week of the season they're was really you know no identity to either team and shaking off the dust after an offseason you know uh they're still trying to sort through the lines and the lineup uh, especially after losing your captain but it's when nothing mattered <laughs> now we're playing hockey that matters and the Flames have really strong lines to put out there against Edmonton and the Oilers are going to be looking for a way to win and I think that If the Flames play a similar game to the one that they played on Tuesday, they will have a very successful game. I think that that is very obvious and clear, especially when you look at how the Oilers are playing versus recent Flames games, you know? And... I just I have this feeling that this game is going to be really intense. And I, I don't know if it's going to give me, like, February 2020 vibes where it was just, like, a line brawl sort of deal going on. But, you know, I think we're going to get a physical game. And it's funny to me because you listen to the way uh, Edmonton players address the media and they don't care. They Like, they say they want to win, but yet, you know, there are aspects – to their game that they need to change and they're not doing that. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, you need to change your game entirely, but adding a more defensive, uh, <laughs> more defensive style to your game as a forward might help you in situations against teams that are a little, you know, goal happy. But what do I know? Just, their actions are just not reflecting it. And it appears that the Flames are going with the same lines that they went with on Tuesday. I just know that this is going to be a competitive team because they wanted to play Edmonton back in December when they had their little delay thanks to the virus. But, you know, I just – i I think <laughs> this team's in – uh, you know, a stronger place now. Like they have that second line going for them. Their third defensive pair is looking pretty good. So, I, I don't really think that it's going to be uh, as as bad as maybe some Flames fans are thinking. <laughs> I hope that I'm right when I say that. I the Flames have an upper hand heading into the game. Like statistically, they do. Their goaltending stronger. Their offense is much stronger and they're not playing middle of the road hockey anymore. They are playing strong competitive hockey that is going to make Edmonton shake in their boots in my opinion. The Flames just the thing is is that they can't go out there and underestimate their opponent. I I personally want to see the same level of energy and competitiveness like that strong first shift that that we saw on Tuesday. It doesn't matter if you're playing the best team in the league or the worst team in the league, you need to find you need to have that that same energy going out there because once you have like that 6 goal lead, then then you can relax. You know, you have you have enough of a cushion, you can relax. But I don't think that the Flames should go into this, you know, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a wash. We got this. It's no big deal." Please don't do that. That's, like, one of the worst things you can do. It's underestimating your opponent. Coming up next, we are going to discuss the three things the Flames need to do in order to succeed and win. Bring home those two points tomorrow night. But first, built Bar is a delicious snack. Uh, if you're like me, you probably like to snack during the games. I Especially, like, these big, like, playoff games, rivalries. I just, I love making like snacks for these. And my charcuterie board would be incomplete without some sweets. And you know, my sweets are from Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that will get you through any situation that you need. They are delicious tasting protein bars that don't taste like protein bars. They really resemble a candy bar. Uh, head to Built.com to check out Their latest limited time offer for their flavors. They have, they always have something good going on over there, and you can most certainly sign up for their newsletter and be some of the first people to find out what that next secret flavor of the month is. And of course, they're offering you a promo code so you can try Built Bars at a discounted price. So head on over to built.com and use promo code. Locked15 for 15% off of your order. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto so we can keep this conversation going. You know, we talk about the negatives on this show enough. You know, why didn't they win? What, what needs to change? This one stinks. That one's even worse. But the Flames have three things that they can easily do, in order to win on Saturday. Number one, I—we're I, all thinking it. Where you know you probably predicted it as you were listening to the ads. Good, Branson and Zadorov need to cut, copy and paste their game from Tuesday. There can't be any more than a shift or two where they're slacking and if it's slacking it can't be while they're defending please you need to go out there and play at that same intensity and same skill level that they played at it makes me nervous because i just i don't have faith in that defensive pair but i also don't have faith in the oilers defense I hate to say, I don't hate to say that, but, you know, they spent a lot of money. If I was an Oilers fan first, I would, like, reconsider my life choices. But I would also be like, <laughs> you know the song Stan by Eminem when Stan is writing all those letters? Like, Slim, she, Slim, like, I love you. I'm your biggest fan. Like, my girlfriend's in the trunk of my, I would literally be writing, Ken Holland and being like what are you doing with this team please like this is this is my livelihood here and just like, like pathetic I know but I would be so upset and so disgruntled are you kidding me Duncan Keith and just Duncan Keith as a whole oh my god but like I said if we get a good game out of Goodbranson and Zadorov, I think that things (laughs) things will be okay. (laughs) Things will they'll be (laughs) alright. And I just I think that they can ease up a little bit compared to when they had to be at 150% against the Panthers because you know you can't just willy-nilly your way through the best team in the NHL. Number two. Um, This is going to be a challenge for guys like Kachuk and uh, Lucic. Mangiapane Pani's getting himself involved in some of these scuffles too. So, do not get hurt trying to be physical out on the ice. I understand. Things are going to get chippy tomorrow. The Oilers are so angry. The Oilers are upset. They are miserable. They're waving players. They're terminating contracts. Things, that pot is stirring, things are happening there, and I would not be shocked if things get a little loud tomorrow night. They're going to get chippy. They will 200% be chippy, but I don't need to run down the history of this team. You know. If you know, you know. And it doesn't take a fan from either side to know just how competitive these teams are. But competitive, um, more like at each other's throats, but It's just not worth throwing a hit or making yourself susceptible to a suspension. Matthew Kachuk, I am looking at you. I would like hold your face or your shoulders and be like, do not, do not do anything stupid. Because I know he, I know he does it and I know he will. And playing through an injury is not the move either. It is so unsafe and just the quality of your life after hockey is more important than finishing a game against the 2022 Edmonton Oilers, okay? Or any team. Your quality of life is important. But that's not the point of this segment. Y- you just don't go out there and get hurt. It is not what you want. It is, you know, I mean, I guess if there's a time to get hurt, it's it's now because it's not the playoffs. But, you know, I would still like to have a full, healthy team. Uh please 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 just be smart on the ice be safe out on the ice don't do anything that you will regret as soon as you throw the hit or you know you're cross-checking someone don't be impulsive that's it and the second line cannot carry this game it's that simple they, you know, the top six played very well together on Tuesday, and I was more than happy to see the result that we got. The second line came out strong to start the game. Johnny had multi-point game. Kachuk with that sick deflection and Lindholm, you know, centering all of it, and just, it makes me happy to see that first line playing the way that it is, and I am very curious to see if we do see Johnny and Monty together for a shift or two tomorrow. You know, depending on what, <laughs> what happens out there. But that second line cannot be your end-all be-all. It needs to be a, uh, a team effort. And I want to see the same thing that we saw Tuesday. I want it to be top to bottom. and really set that tone for the game with your first shift. And it was just very pleasant to see all four lines take such strong shifts. It was great. And I think that that should be emphasized because (laughs) it's, you know, we're not used to seeing a strong, fast up to speed, Flames roster. You know, last year I would call them the beer league team, but they didn't. They've kind of, you know, proved me wrong there. But yeah, those are really the three points <laughs> that I have for you. There, there. You know, I think those are some of the biggest takeaways that you c- you can have. Uh, obviously, you know, you can't just talk about McDavid and Drysidle because there's more to the team than that, believe it or not. And just because they are on such like a downward trend doesn't mean that you need to uh, you know go in and underestimate them. You know, I'm sure that they're feeling very defeated, but when you have a rivalry game like this, the energy's up. They're going to want to have a big game, and especially, like, I guarantee you, they're, like, they're, the Flames players are going to be running their mouths on the ice. I guarantee you. While they're fighting for the puck, Kuchuk's probably going to say stupid things like, oh, you're looking a little pissy today, huh? Like, don't try to deny it. We all know that's going to happen. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I just hope that the Flames come out with two points and... I don't eat my words because I do not like eating my words, especially on this podcast. But coming up next, we do have our winners and losers of the week because it is Friday. I'm so happy. I'm so excited to share my winners of the week. And before we can do that, though, I do have to tell you about Bet AG. Tomorrow's game is a perfect, perfect reason for you to go to Bet AG, sign up for that free account, and get a welcome bonus when you use promo code locked on. You can have live updates, props, lines, you name it. Bet online has it, and they will have everything you need to know uh, ahead of time, so you can happily place your bets. And they have uh, they have fun Vegas casino games too. I'm not really someone who is too drawn to sports betting, but uh, those those casino games are very fun. Uh, I enjoy them. They <laughs> makes me uh, you know feel excited when I win. So you can head on over to BetOnlineAG and use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up for that free account and make your first deposit. Make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts winners and losers of the week I had a very hard time thinking of a loser for the week because normally like something will stand out to me and I was thinking you know maybe it'll be Jim Matheson Mm, probably not but I just I needed something and last night something happened during the Bruins and Caps game that really just had big loser energy, and no, I am not talking about Tom Wilson's hit on Anton Bleed, I know Tom Wilson is not being named loser of the week, although, you know, I do have to give him credit because it was a clean hit, but that, no, we're here to talk about former Flame, Garnet Hathaway, and his dirty hit from behind on Brad Marchand, and I'm sorry, Flames fans, I... I don't really hear y'all talk about him too much. uh, So, you know, I don't think there's much love lost there. But I never thought I would see the day where I am not shaming Tom Wilson. And instead, naming one of his teammates as my loser of the week. And if you don't know what happened, uh, Garnet Hathaway was going at Brad Martian and kind of, like, pushed him into the board's Full force. Martian ended up leaving. He, that's all, he didn't end up leaving the game right away, but he had ice on his shoulder. Like he looked like he was in agony. He, you know, when you (laughs) can see the pain in someone's face, they're like, yeah, I'm fine. But like, they look like they're going to throw up from how much pain they're in. That was Brad Martian. And I, was watching him, like, every time the camera panned to him on the bench, I was like, oh, they, they need to get him a bucket. Eventually, he did leave the game and is ruled out for tomorrow's night, uh, tomorrow afternoon's game, rather, against the Winnipeg Jets. So, uh, hopefully it's nothing serious. Marchand is... Excuse me. Um, Marchand is having the time of his life on social media, though. He is... Uh, Good for him. I I hope he's doing well. (laughs) I always like when he comments and gets on Twitter. I think that's always fun. But best of luck to him. Hopefully he doesn't need surgery upon further imaging. Uh, I'd offer him my shoulder, but I I don't really think he'd want it. (laughs) My winner of the week is my Premier Hockey Federation announcing... $25 million in direct payments to the the league and to the players. Uh, The Board of Governors announced that they will be, you know, increasing many things, including the size of the league. They will be expanding to eight teams. There's going to be a team in Montreal, and there's going to be another team in a city to be named later. And the salary cap expanded 150%. It more than doubled. From uh, three hundred thousand to seven hundred seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Sorry, I cannot talk, and that's huge. You know, a lot of people are going to have issues with the fact that you know the average salary is still below "quote unquote" living standards, and it's not a salary you can live off of. But thirty thousand dollars is a Much larger jump from, you know, uh, the $5,000 that it used to be, or, you know, the 10 or 11 that I think it is now. But it's just, it's so exciting to see all of these players get updated facilities and equipment, and they have the They have complete control over their name, image, and likeness. So I'm really excited to see what this means for sponsorships, especially as someone who works within the PHF. Uh, You know, I've had several ideas for, you know, content and potential sponsorships. And all I can say is, I am so proud of everyone who has worked to make this happen. Stick taps to everyone, and I look forward to the future of the league. So, that's all I have for today's episode of Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, follow me on Twitter, at Jess Belmosto. Hopefully, someday, we will have a show's Twitter feed again. Um, we can only hope. <laughs> Trying to get that sorted out on the, the business end of things. but. Like I mentioned, make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and turn on all of your notifications. And I will catch you all on Monday. Have a great day.